You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today we're talking about commonly confused words in English. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode 27. We had a wonderful time, didn't we, Gideon? Gideon's on the show. He came over to London. How are you doing, Gideon? Fine. I feel reinvigorated and fresh and new, having spent a few days in London. It's nice. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? We did a few things together. We did a couple of videos, didn't we, about the Brummie accent, because I'm from up that way. I think they were pretty awesome. They were great. You should definitely check them out if you haven't already. They'll be coming up soon, won't they? Or they're probably just released, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. So it was great. Yeah. Really interesting to find out about the accent from Birmingham and to do the video with you. That was really interesting. I learned a lot, actually. I hope you will, too. Indeed. And it I was a pleasure, was wasn't it? It's been some time since we've actually seen each other face to face. First time we've done a video face to face in the same room for many years. This is true. Probably for seven or eight years, isn't it? thought I, I should do this Brummie accent on my own in the beginning, but it was terrible. <laughs> I'm from London. I can't do a Brummie accent. So I'm glad you were there to help that out. To do something only slightly better, but also I think you're improving in a few years. It'll be amazing. Well, I thank you, John. That's my <laughs> attempt at the Brummie accent. Lovely. That was really good. Today, we're going to talk about commonly confused words in English. Mm -hmm. And I thought you were the best man to have on the show. Yeah. because you're good at acting a bit confused as well as knowing lots of stuff. Maybe, I think this is a good starting point to kick off with, is affect and effect. Affect with an A and effect with an E. Mm -hmm. How are they different? I mean, that's a really common mistake, isn't it? By native speakers as well as people learning English. I should say when I was... A kid at school, this used to traumatize me. Traumatize you? I exaggerate a bit, but I always got that wrong. I think in English we get it wrong because the, the pronunciation is the same. I think if you're a non-native speaker, maybe you see it and you might, in your mind at least, see it as being pronounced differently. Affect. Affect. We say affect for both, don't we? But you can Usually. say affect or effect, can't you? Yeah, I, probably you can. So what's the effect of this? It could be uh, a schwa sound, often used for both. That's very true, yeah. There's an in-between pronunciation, isn't it, between the A and the E? I'll tell you a trick for remembering the difference, because effect of an E is the noun, isn't mm. it? The effect, it is, what's yeah. the effect? Affect, the verb. And the way I used to remember at school was, as effect is a noun, Nouns have the before it sometimes, and the finishes with an E, and effect begins with an E. Does that make sense? Yeah. The effect. That does help, doesn't it? <laughs> it helped me, but not the other people. It helps you not go to therapy sessions, right? Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. The effect of doing this podcast is to make me want to sing with joy. Well, everybody who comes on the podcast wants to do that. And one. I was affected by your harsh words about my Brummie accent. Were you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll help pay for the therapy sessions if you want. Okay. 
Thank you. I think that was a good starting point. I hope that's clear for everybody. I think mm-hmm. you really helped everybody with your little childhood trauma. Yeah. Yeah, you seem to have a lot of childhood traumas, don't you? I do, yeah. Move on to compliment or compliment. I think that's another confused one, isn't it? Yes, it is. It sounds like I've said the same word. You wouldn't pronounce it differently, would you? They're just spelt differently. I think a lot of these cases, same pronunciation, say compliment, compliment. You could say could you compliment, maybe a compliment, but I think it would just a longish word that it will get reduced to a schwa compliment. Indeed, because you've got E in the middle, haven't you? So C-O-M-P-L-E and then ment, and then the other way of spelling it, C-O-M-P-L-I-M-E-N-T. So what's the difference? Compliment with an I is to say something nice. You're amazing. Your Brummy accent is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. And if this helps, the word nice contains an I in it. Ah, Nice, a nice compliment. But yes. No, no, but there's no I in complement, which is the other word. Ah, that's true. That's you know what true. I mean? Another good way of remembering it. He paid me a nice compliment. Yeah. All compliments are nice. Not a very elegant <laughs> sentence. But, uh... <laughs> no, you could have thought of a better one. I don't want your compliments. Get out. Compliment you so often that you get frustrated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, with an E, it would be something that goes with something else, wouldn't it? They often use it in food, don't they? They say... The starter compliments the main course. Yeah. They work well together. Exactly. And with the wine too, which wine would complement this chicken jalfrezi best? I think that's probably the best way of using it, isn't it? And the yeah. most commonly used way. <laughs> yes. Just with the chicken yeah. jalfrezi though. Well, this isn't about, I suppose it is about spelling, but it's also very different in meaning. Emigrate and immigrate. There's definitely a different pronunciation there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. what's the difference between emigrate and immigrate because also as well i think the other interesting thing about that and it's possibly a spelling issue is that emigrate only has one m whereas immigrate has two m's oh i see that's probably that's another thing that people should look out for i never got confused by this did you not no emigrate you move away i'm gonna emigrate here's another one another trick to help you remember <laughs> immigrate it's like in has an I in it because you come into the country and emigrate to go out, but immigrants come in. There are lots of immigrants, not immigrants, coming into the Because if you're saying emigrate, it's like external almost. You could say I externally go, maybe. All my family have emigrated. They've mm. all left this country. My grandparents were immigrants. They came into the country. Mm-hmm. It's probably not true, tricky, that one, is it? But I think it was worth mentioning. Yeah, you did mention it. Did mention it. So it's already <laughs> it better be worth it. It better be worth it. It's going to get us lots of listeners. I think this one is the next one on the list is about, I should probably point out that we're looking at Grammarly.com. They've got a number of different phrases yet confused. I don't know about you, but I often have students who turn around to me and say, what does EG mean? And what does IE mean? Right. Well, e.g. is, for example, it's Latin, isn't it? It is Latin, uh, yeah. Exempla gratis. I should know this, but I can't remember. Do you know what it is in Latin? What you said is fine. <laughs> I can't remember. Exempli gratia. Something like that. Because I always find it curious. It's obviously Latin, as you say, but in Italian, they don't use e.g. Mm. 
and they always yeah. get confused what it is. Don't use it in French, you want to say YouTube. But it's strange using conversation in English, don't you? For example, there are a lot of immigrants in my family, e.g. my great uncle. So you wouldn't use it in spoken English, really, would you? It's just written. English. No, no, no. I think some people do. Do they? Yeah, I've heard it. And they're often told not to. Try not to use that in spoken English. You know, you read these when you're trying to be more accessible when you're speaking. Because some people can say, why are you speaking in acronyms and in letters? Why don't you just use words like, for example, which is a good point, really. The circles that you mix in probably means that you encounter people like that. Sounds like a highbrow thing. I don't have to <laughs> say that. Try not to do it myself. I wouldn't do it myself. I'll just say, for example, okay. why should I say a Latin acronym? Why can't I just say what it is yeah. in common it, English? Makes it, more it, sense to me. It, in my mind i think you sound a little bit posh and academic if you say something like that don't you maybe but you want to be understood i don't know maybe i don't want to be the conversation police we shouldn't overdo it just don't no. use too many acronyms no. all no, the time that. in written english the only if you're taking shortcuts you're making notes at like eg instead of for example which is a very long thing to write but i'd avoid it most of the time i.e i think a lot of the time this isn't used correctly is it i.e mm. That is exactly that's what it means, really, isn't it? The murder in my family, i.e., my great uncle, is now in prison. That is that's what it means, isn't it? Again, it's Latin. You can see why it gets confused with e.g., though, can't you? No, not really. No, <laughs> it's a different thing. That's why you just avoid the letters and just say the words id est, it stands for id est. Again, it's Latin, right? Yeah, Latin. I try and avoid it most of the time. I mean, I've never used it. I'm sure I have. But <laughs> I do find it quite that. useful yeah. to use. E.g. is an example and I.E. means that is the one. Not an yeah. example. This is the one. Exact, isn't it? It's much more exact. Yeah. I find this one pretty common as well. Loose or lose. And I think it's more about people thinking that loose is pronounced lose and then thinking that word actually is lose when it's not exactly so loose would be l double o s e and loose would be for example you have a loose fitting t-shirt as in it's exactly not, it's not tight my trousers fell down because i wasn't wearing a belt and they were very loose and then obviously lose is the opposite of win but it doesn't have a double o that is important for people to think about and the pronunciation is very different as well isn't it you would think it's the opposite in a way lose has a long vowel sound lose mm -hmm. and it's only got one vowel well one o and loose has shorter vowel sound and it's got two o's strange isn't it? it is it should strange. be the other way around i think that's so, why people confuse it i think you're right and then obviously lose has like a z sound doesn't it at the end and loose obviously has an s sound yeah. So I think that's a little bit confusing as well. I think you're correct. It is a lot about the vowel sound, isn't it? People don't expect that. If you get this wrong, you're going to lose your mind. One O. Were there any ones you wanted to pick out? I'm hogging everything. It's one I disagree with. I was reading this list and one I, I kind of disagree with a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's among and amongst. Ah, and they haven't put while and whilst there either but that could be added it's not on the list and it says here that they're both the same which is true 
and amongst is more common in British English, although I think more people use among. But I think the only reason to use amongst is for the sound. If it's followed by a vowel, sometimes it sounds nicer. Amongst all the people I know, amongst sort of links well. I think sometimes we choose words when there are two words which mean exactly the same thing. We just choose it because it just sounds better in the context. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I suppose I hadn't really thought about it that way, but that's it. It creates a bit of a link, doesn't it? So you're saying amongst all. Yes, you've got this vowel consonant, vowel consonant. I know G is a consonant, but the T is a stronger one. And same with while and whilst. While I was here, whilst I was here. While is a much more common word. I accept that. Mm. But if you are going to say whilst, it's sometimes it's going to be before a vowel. But there's no difference between while and whilst. Most of the time you say while, but there's no reason not to put whilst. It's just much less common. But the same with among and monks. I think most people, including myself, will say mung most of the time. But just change it a little bit from time to time and mm. put amongst. Nothing wrong with it. It's kind of about writing, isn't it? I mean, as you say, with the vowel, it helps. And it's just nicer to the ear, a bit more creative, maybe. I can't think of any other reason why we need two words which mean exactly the same thing. No. I suppose it's probably just come from literary circles, has it? That's why they exist. I'm guessing it used to be amongst, and then people just started dropping the ST, the long word people tend to shorten words. Probably came about that way. If you would like to hear more of Gideon's lovely voice on his own podcast about curious and interesting things about the English language, it's Zeitgeist Banana. Just search for Zeitgeist Banana where you get your podcasts. You will find some wonderful and interesting stories with more of me, too. The other one I bring up, which is probably more useful to know the difference in this list, farther and further. Grammy have got it wrong, I think. Have they? I didn't know that there was a huge difference. Correct me if I'm wrong, you probably will do. But as far as I knew, you could say farther or further so i could say for example your house is further away than mine exactly. or your house is that's farther what, away from mine it's that's what really. grammarly have got wrong because there's a difference between british and american english mm-hmm. and in british english you can always use further always use further you can use it for distance in mm-hmm. grammarly says you can't use it for distance yes you can in british english you live further away than i do mm-hmm. in american english you'd probably say farther away that's perfectly correct in british english but in both styles of English, British, American, and other parts of the world, if you're talking not literally, you have to use further, like further to my email of the 25th. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'd like some further information. Yeah, you can't say father in that context. You can't say father in that context. So it's really about distance, isn't it? Because I guess that's the thing, isn't it? You with father with an A, it's obviously you're incorporating the word far. Yeah, I say in British English, you don't really say father. You don't. Mm. There you are. Don't trust Grammarly all the time. <laughs> that's, that's wrong. That's a good advertisement. That's wrong. Don't trust John <laughs> they, and Gideon. <laughs> they sponsor my channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've Not got yet. it wrong here. Although they never will sponsor my channel now. Can you say the furthest and the farthest? Do they exist as super? The same. Yeah, be the same distinction. Okay. In yeah. British English, you wouldn't really say farthest. It means correct. You say the furthest. You live quite far, but Bob lives the furthest away from all of us. But I think that was a good one to touch upon. I think both of your ones were very good. Thank you. 
I think I touched upon this with Nicolo in the eight minute episode, which is probably coming out shortly, or it's the next episode on, depending on what I decide to do. I think we mentioned this. It was there, there, and there. Yeah. We've got three different theirs, haven't we? They're all pronounced mm. the same. We use them in different contexts, don't we? That's confusing, isn't it? It is confusing. I must say, I know the difference, of course. When you're writing quickly, sometimes you're not thinking, and sometimes you write the wrong one. Even though you know the difference, same with your and your, you're just like typing quickly. So I've been guilty. People say, you don't know your basic grammar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just was. Students, I do know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was just a type. So what is the difference? Well, how do you use them? T-H-E-I-R. That's possessive, isn't it? It is there, possessive. This is, this is their house. It belongs to them. And there is over there at a place, the opposite of here. And here ends E-R-E. It's a place. So there also ends E-R-E. And there means they are. There's a contraction of they are. They're going to be late. They yeah. are going to be late. Because you've got the obviously apostrophe RE there, haven't you? Yeah. Which obviously helps you understand those two words bolted it, together. Sure. I like your thing with here and there. I'd never really thought about that. It helps with spelling, doesn't it? Because obviously you've got here, which is contained in there in terms of the spelling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Maybe this is going a bit too far. See what you say about this, but. T-H-E-I-R, possession. You've got I there. It's all about, it's I. Ah, yeah. Anything that helps you remember. Yeah. Little tricks helps you remember the difference. I think often we just really get it wrong, as you say, with your and your, just because of our spell checker just corrects it wrongly, doesn't it, as well? Yeah. I often find myself having to recheck that just to make mm. sure I don't do it wrongly. This one on this list is another one. It gives me trauma. Still to this day, this is the only one. I think I mentioned it in the podcast I did as well, because I've sort of overcome my spelling traumas now. <laughs> I think it's the same with every British kid, because the English spelling is so erratic. Cost you a few thousand pounds in therapy fees. I think so. But the one I still, I still, to this day, and I'm looking for a trick. Maybe you can think of one to remember the difference. To this day, I still hesitate is stationary and stationary Ooh. one with an a and one with an e so stationary means it doesn't move stationary yeah the same pronunciation right it is the same pronunciation stationary stationary no one would say stationary would you stationary mm. no i don't no. think so no, not when you're, you're speaking fluently we don't stationary with an a is saying something's not moving I am stationary at the moment because I'm just sitting in front of the microphone and I've got lots of stationary on my desk. I have pens and pencils. Oh, um, lucky you. If you can't think of a trick to remember the difference, maybe one of your listeners can. Yeah, maybe you can. You can come up with that. Leave a comment or write, John, a long message. How right. can I remember the difference? Yeah, let's do that. Try working know. on it now. It's like, Every day I write with a pen, okay? And every has an E and stationary has an E in it. It's not very really good. <laughs> it's not very really good, but I <laughs> but just think you've off my head. It's not bad because also you have pen and pencil, don't you? They both have an E. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, we're getting and somewhere now. Every has an e. pen I write stationary. It's got lots of E's in it. 
there we go write has knee note has knee yeah. pen yeah. pencil they have knee yeah so don't write in we've already solved it no i want to hear their opinions <laughs> there might be a better way that's a good point we're not the yeah. perfect answer i was going to look at principle and principle i guess again they would be pronounced the same right so principle with an A-L at the end or a principal yeah. with an L-E. I often get these confused. I have to admit. Oh, really? No, yeah. confession from John. I thought it was only me that had these spelling traumas. No, sometimes I have meltdowns. Really? I, yeah. I still have to spend thousands of pounds on <laughs> therapy with this one because I'm in denial, I think. But principal with the A-L, telling me here it can be a noun or an adjective as well. I thought it was a noun. I thought it was a person, a principle. Why is it saying it's an adjective? Oh, okay. So it's saying Posey was called into the principal's office. Well, still a noun, though. That's true. Principal reason. Oh, yes, of course. The principal reason. Yeah, the principal reason for this meeting is to brainstorm. Okay. The grammar is right on this point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the second one. Often I just say head teacher because it's easier we don't normally say principal do we in english as a head teacher probably no. more of an american thing isn't it really principal uh, with the le that's a noun yes a, a firmly held belief you stick to your principles do you have any principles you should make sure that your spelling is correct that's for it. sending in your cv uh, that is a very good principle we spoke about that in our last episode didn't we about getting mm -hmm. a job that is a good principle you need to spell things correctly in your yeah. cv especially your own name your name's john don't spell it b-o-b -B. <laughs> or with a h i've had people often spell it with h which is fair well that's enough. understandable sometimes they spell it j-h-o-n which i find curious h you mean h h okay the one that i was going to talk about last I'm interested to know what your viewpoint is on this, whether you agree with Grammarly, but learned with an ED at the end and learnt with a T. And it's true to say you can do this with dreamed and dreamt, can't you as yeah. well? But I think that's the only other verb you can do that with, isn't it? Good point. Of the common verbs, I think so. Yeah. Dreamed, dreamt, learned, learnt, spoiled, it, it, spoilt. Is learned with an ED standard in American English and learnt? With the T is standard. I think, yeah, I think so. I think that's correct. Learned is more uh, common. Doesn't mean it's incorrect. I mean, British English, we usually say learnt, but you might hear people saying learned. But I say learned is more common. Dreamed as well. Dreamed seems a bit strange to me to say dreamed. It does to me as well. Yeah, dreamt sounds a lot better. Dreams, yeah, but if yeah. someone said it, you think, oh, you dream. So I didn't realize it was the difference between American English and British English. That's curious. I mean, most of the time I would teach that to students and say, there's no real difference. And I guess well, there isn't. I mean, especially if you're learning English, you don't have to choose the more British version or the more American version. You can choose whatever you want, can't you? Both are correct. Yeah, that's true. I suppose in a way you would have to try to be consistent. That's probably fair to say, isn't it? No, why? No? Okay, you can mix so much. I dreamt I lent you a car. So maybe you want to do it for the rhyme or something? Maybe just for the sound of the sentence? Say, for example, I said I learned about the color pink and I spelt color. No, no, because that's American English. Color, C-O-L-O-R is American English. You'd never write that in British English. 
So I can't mix and match. That's why I'm saying you have to be consistent. No, no, but there are two. I can refer you to a Wikipedia page as well. You can see there are some words that 100% is British, 100% is American. Okay. And there are some words where there is a tendency. One version is more common in British English. Mm-hmm. One version is more common in American English. I give the word lift and elevator. It's not quite 100% because you usually say lift in British English, but sometimes you want a synonym. If you're writing an article about lifts, you don't want to say lift, lift, lift all the time. So you might use the word elevator as well. So it's definitely much more common to say lift in British English, but it's not unheard of to use the elevator. Yeah, sure. And then with spelling, it's probably because like recognize with an S or recognize with a Z, we use that interchangeably, don't we? The Z versions of words become more common in British English. Used to be more S, used to be more common, but that Mm. changes over time. Things also change over time. I would say with Z now. Probably the original version is S, isn't it, in British English? But that's something that's become acceptable, hasn't it? I think it's becoming sort of standardized. So Mm -hmm. it's good to have kind of a standard, then you know where where you stand. The Z, E versions are taking off. The moral of the story is that you can't spell color differently. In British, no, if you spell color or gray, G-R-A-Y, that's American spelling. There are some cases where, you know, both are acceptable, but the cases, no, this is just different. So you have to be careful with a few things like favorite as well would be another one. Yeah. And I said with vocabulary, I said lift and elevator, which where you'd usually say lift, but elevator could be okay in certain circumstances. In other words, no, we'd always say the tab, not the faucet. That's true. I can't think of any case where I would say switch on the faucet. No, that would be like 100% American. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. Or diapers instead of nappies or whatever. The case is a bit more, you know, cookies. We usually say biscuits, but that's sort of big chunky biscuits. You might call it a cookie. Not always black and white. The, no, the cookies as well. This is true. Yes. Usually have chocolate chip in them. Or just give me one more example. A truck as well. Most yeah. of the time we'd say lorry, but you might say truck sometimes. That's, that's true. People just have to be on the toes don't they for this one they just have to be a little bit careful exactly there's a wikipedia page which has all the statistics about what percentage of the british would say this word and what percentage of the americans would say the word i'll check it out thanks for joining me gideon i think we'll finish things off there (laughs) okay i've had enough i've got to go for a lie down now i think my brain is frying do you want to talk about what you do yes two things briefly have a youtube channel called let them talk tv We have lots of videos about grammar, vocabulary, and pronunciation. And also, I have a podcast called Zeitgeist Banana, and John is a regular guest on that. You can check that out too. In fact, John will be on the YouTube channel too, talking about the Brummie accent. You should see that video. That's coming up. I think everybody's excited by that. Yeah. Oh, it's already there if you're listening in the future. Thank you very much for joining me, Gideon. My pleasure, as always. It's been amazing. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. MontyEnglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>